Part One, Chapter Eleven of War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Nathan Haskell Doyle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. When Natasha left the drawing room, she ran only as far as the conservatory. There she paused, listening to the chatter in the drawing room and expecting Boris to follow her. She was already beginning to grow impatient and stamped her foot on the very verge of crying because he did not follow her instantly when she heard the noisy, deliberate steps of a young man. Natasha hastily sprang between some tubs of flowers and concealed herself. It was Boris, who paused in the center of the room, looked around him, brushed the dust from the sleeve of his uniform, and then, going to the mirror, contemplated his handsome face. Natasha, holding her breath, peered out from her hiding-place and waited to see what he would do. He stood for some moments in front of the mirror, then smiling with satisfaction, went toward the entrance door. Natasha was just about to call to him, but then she thought better of it. Let him find me, she said to herself. As soon as Boris had left the conservatory, Sonya came in from the other door, all flushed and angrily muttering to herself. Natasha restrained her first impulse to run to her, and kept in her hiding-place, as though under an invisible cap, looking at what was going on in the world. She was experiencing a new and peculiar enjoyment. Sonya was still muttering something, and looking expectantly towards the drawing-room. Then Nikolai made his appearance. "'Sonya, what is the matter? How can you do so?' asked the lad, going up to her. "'No, no, leave me alone!' and Sonya began to sob. "'Well, I know what the trouble is.' "'If you know, so much the better. Go back to her, then.' Sonya, one word. How can you torment me and torment yourself for a mere fancy? asked Nikolai, taking her hand. Sonya did not withdraw her hand and ceased weeping. Natasha, not moving and hardly breathing, peered from her concealment. What will they do now, I wonder, she said to herself. Sonya, the whole world is nothing to me. Thou alone art all to me, said Nikolai and I will prove it to thee. I don't like it when you talk so with... Well, I won't do so any more. Only forgive me, Sonya. He drew her to him and kissed her. Ah, how nice, thought Natasha, and when Sonya and Nikolai had left the room, she followed them and called Boris to her. Boris, come here, said she, with her face full of mischievous meaning. I want to tell you something. Here, "'Come here,' she said, and drew him into the conservatory, to the very place among the tubs where she had been hiding. Boris, smiling, followed her. "'What may this something be?' he inquired. She grew confused, glanced around her, and espying the doll which she had thrown on one of the tubs, she took it up. "'Kiss the doll,' said she. Boris looked down into her eager face, with an inquiring, gracious look, and made no reply. "'Don't you care to? Well, then come here,' said she, and made her way deeper among the flowers, at the same time throwing away the doll. "'Nearer, nearer,' she whispered. She seized the officer's coat by the cuff, and her flushed face expressed eagerness and apprehension. "'Then will you kiss me?' she whispered, so low as hardly to be heard, looking up at him and smiling, and almost crying with emotion. Boris reddened. "'How absurd you are!' 
he exclaimed, but he bent over to her, reddening still more violently, but not quite able to make up his mind whether to do it or not. Natasha suddenly sprang on a tub so that she was taller than he, threw both slender bare arms around his neck, and by a motion of her head, tossing back her curls, kissed him full on the lips. Then she slipped away between the flower-pots, and hanging her head, stood still on the other side. "'Natasha,' said he, "'you know that I love you, but—' "'Are you in love with me?' asked Natasha, interrupting him. "'Yes, I am. But please, let us not do this again. In four years. Then I will ask for your hand.' Natasha pondered. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, said she, reckoning on her delicate fingers. Good, then it is decided, and a smile of joy and satisfaction lighted up her animated face. Yes, it is decided, said Boris. For ever and ever, said the girl, till death itself, and taking his arm, she went with a happy face into the divan room with him. End of chapter 11